Hey everyone, and welcome to the second episode of the Albatrosser Podcast. I am David Frey, your host, and this week it is the CIMB Classic in Kuala Lumpur in Malaysia. There's no cut at this event. Uh, there's only 78 golfers. So uh, we probably should treat this like a primetime slate. Uh, you know, uh, just like in football or where they have the primetime slate of two or three games. Uh, this one is probably not recommended for cash purposes, although you can uh, play cash because while there is no cut, uh, there certainly an, is an edge to be had with some of these prices this week on DK. Um, I'm comfortable playing cash, um, and I think you guys should be too. So as I said last week, um, I want this podcast to be kind of short, sweet, and to the point. Uh, so this week we're going to have one segment where I kind of go on a little bit of a tangent um, with regards to our latest promo code. Um, and then we're going to talk about my cash recommendations last week, how my own cash lineup uh, worked out, and then we're going to do a brief preview of uh, my plays this week. I'm not going to give all my plays out this week. Obviously, those are for our premium subscribers. Uh, and this podcast is free, uh, so this is more of a recap than anything. Uh, but I will give out a few picks that I like. Um, and then for the rest of them, you'll have to, uh, you know, go over to our, into our subscription area. So because this is the uh, fall swing of the PGA Tour, and most of the entire universe is focused on the NFL, uh, and then NBA uh, is starting up next week, uh, the you know the the golf uh, golf in the DFS world is kind of on the you know it's just kind of on the on the downturn. Uh, not too many people are playing. The contests are a little bit smaller. Um, still worthwhile on DK, I might note. Uh, the dog leg this week is, well, it's, it's about 4,500 people, uh, you know, 15K to first, 10K to second place. It's, it's nothing to sneeze at. You can still, uh, you know, put up a good team and, uh, cash some, uh, some decent money, uh, in a single, you know, in a single GPP. Um, so it, it, it's worth playing, in my mind, uh, not only because, you know, uh, we have an advantage because we know who we're talking about, as I talked about last week with these uh, web.com guys, but also it's, just, you know, not many people are paying attention. You're going to have guys who put their money into uh, golf because they, you know, they won a bunch in NFL the week before. They want to try this out. Um you know, they're, and they're not as skilled as, you know, people who do this for, I don't want to say for a living, because I don't do it for a living, but definitely people who make it their uh, full-time hobby, uh, like I do, and obviously those who subscribe to uh, the Albatross are do. Uh, so anyway, uh, this week, uh, I was thinking about because uh, of the downturn, I was thinking about uh, a coupon I could I could make to attract some people to our season long subscriptions because uh, that's really where the money is. Uh, I, we have lots of people sign up for you know one week and and one month and they come back you know and then they leave and then they come back and then you know uh, the goal for me is to get these people to try this out for a week or for a month and then convince them that we're worth it and sign up for the year. Uh, so anyway, so I was thinking this week about 
a coupon code for Albatrosser for an Albatross. Uh, and of all the things I thought about, I I was uh, I remembered the movie The Rescuers Down Under, uh, which is a Disney film released in 1990. Uh, <laughs> I just I remember two things from that film. I remember the albatross, the gigantic bird Wilbur, and then I remember uh, McLeach, the the poacher, who uh, <laughs> all I remember his saying is, "I didn't make it all the way through third grade for nothing." Um, <laughs> and so that that's all I remember from that film. Maybe I'll have to watch it with my kids again. Uh, my daughter would probably love it. Um, so I was thinking of that, but. Uh, I decided to make a coupon code, our coupon code Wilbur, W-I-L-B-U-R, after the, after the albatross, who was named after Wilbur Wright, I guess. Um, and in the film, it, a little interesting bit of trivia: uh, the bird in the in the film is the brother of Orville, the albatross who appeared in the first Rescuers film, which I think was released in '79, something like that. So, so anyway, so I came up with that coupon code um and wilbur will get you an entire year for ninety dollars uh which considering we have 12 months you know that is basically eight dollars a month um if that i didn't really do the math i just kind of rounded it out in my head but that's going to be the best bet you're going to get um you know we we have our subscriptions at five dollars a week and fifteen dollars a month so for you know, half of what our month is, you can get, uh, access to our content, which is, uh, you know, Kenny Kim's course preview, our albatrossier data sheets, uh, which give you all of the strokes gained data you'll need, all of the recent strokes gained, uh, historically, and then you can, uh, customize the spreadsheet to, uh, your own, to your own preferences and then build lineups in the sheet itself and then export them to FanDuel and DK. Um, and then obviously I also have my cheat sheet, which is what I'm going to get into next. I'm going to review my cash plays from last week. Um, and then as well as my cash team. Uh, so for those who are not aware, I have, um, I usually give about 15 plays out per week that I recommend in cash and then um, in GPP as well. Um, I give out my top 50 or 60 rankings as well, but the top uh, 15 are my preferred plays. The guys I am going to go, you know, I'm going to invest heavily in on. Uh, so my cash team this week... Uh, or last week, I should say, at the Safeway Open in Napa, California, which, by the way, is currently uh, being ravaged by wildfire. Uh, apparently, these guys finished on Sunday, and hours later, the the course was literally being literally on fire, uh, and there's extensive damage to to everything, um, and that's nothing compared to the you know people who have died and people who have lost their homes and stuff, and it's just it's insane. Um, but anyway, so back to a, back to a lighter note. My cash, my cash team this week was Kevin Na, Brendan Steele, Ollie Schneiderjans, Luke List, Bryson DeChambeau, and Mackenzie Hughes. Uh, 
So obviously all those guys made the cut except for Mr. Hughes, uh, who just couldn't string uh, enough pars together and bogeyed too many holes, missed the cut by a couple strokes. Uh, but thankfully uh, we survived uh, that miscut because Steele, Schneider Jans, and DeChambeau played extremely well. Um, Steele himself obviously won the event, um, was in the penultimate uh, group. The, they played threesomes all week. Uh, he was in the penultimate threesome and uh, outperformed everybody else up top on Sunday and uh, walked away with his second victory at the Safeway Open in a row. So that was good. Um, and uh, Kevin Na was in the top 10 uh, on Sunday, at, you know, f- after his first, I believe, eight holes. And then the ninth hole he played, the par five, uh, he managed to get near the green or on the green in two um, and then somehow made a snowman, made an eight. Uh, He managed to three putt from, I think, inside four feet. Um, He obviously, Kevin Knott turned into Kevin Knott concentration. And, um, you know, then he doubled ten and... I think bogey 11 or 12, uh, made a couple more birdies, uh, but ended up finishing 37th place instead of, you know, finishing inside the top 10, which he's done, uh, you know, basically the last couple of years he's, he's come inside the top 10. So it was disappointing for Nah. He did score quite heavily, um, because he, uh, would have been, you know, inside the top 10 if it hadn't been for those two holes, nine and 10 on Sunday. Uh, so it, he was disappointed, but he didn't kill you at all. Um, and Schneider Jans had a great Sunday. He rose, I think finished inside the top 20. Um, yeah, he finished uh, tied for 17th place. And uh, so that was nice because uh, after Saturday's round, he was looking a little um, little shaky, but he bounced back. Uh, definitely paid off his salary. Helped us cash in GPPs as well as cash games and most head-to-heads. Uh, DeChambeau was also a guy who was excellent on the weekend. Uh, I think he eagled on Saturday, and after that, he was he was very solid. Uh, Luke List, uh, he was okay, didn't perform fantastic, finished 37th just like Nah, uh, didn't score as many points as Nah because he was coming from behind. Um, and that was, you know, uh, Nah, Steele, List, Snyder, Jans, DeChambeau, they managed to get me into the cash everywhere. Hughes didn't do anything. Um, and... I just want to give a side note. The entire week leading up to that tournament, and this is literally up until nine o'clock, ten o'clock Thursday morning, because this was in uh, this was in California, so I don't think it locked until like ten thirty or so uh, Eastern time. I had Delette in over McHugh, over Mackenzie Hughes, and Delette obviously finished. Uh, I just lost his page. I don't want to say... Yeah, <laughs> Dillette finished fifth. <laughs> Would have uh, propelled that team quite high up in uh, up in GPPs. But 
I was concerned uh, for Cash Games uh, that he was coming off injury. Um, he's also Graham Dillette, who all of a sudden decides he can't putt. And, uh, you know, goes, goes the way of the... Uh, goes away of what Mackenzie Hughes actually did. So that was very tilting. I was very concerned uh, after Friday. Pretty much thought I wasn't going to cash anything and would have to chalk this week up to a bust uh, for the most part outside of my head-to-heads that I could cash. Uh, however, everybody else, uh, you know, performed. And in the end, I ended up sweeping quite nicely. So it was a good week for me. Uh, as for the rest of the core plays, um, I'll just list them off. I had tier one. I had not as my number one play followed by Ryan Moore and then Tony Finau. Uh, Moore didn't really pay off his salary. Uh, so he was disappointing. Very glad I went with steel over more. Um, and steel, it was my number one play in tier two. I just felt like, uh, steel's, history at the event was stronger than Moore's, so $700 cheaper. I felt he was going to be safe enough to play and also quite chalky, which he was. Um, And then obviously, um, before I head to the rest of Tier 2, Tony Finau was my third favorite play in Tier 1. He finished second in second place. Obviously, it was worth his 11.5 price tag, but he wasn't that highly owned in cash games, so you didn't actually need him if you had Brendan Steele because um, both of them scored well over 100 points. I think both of them were at, like, 110 or something like that. Um, so the top... So two out of three Tier 1 plays were worth it. Um... Obviously, I would would have just preferred Finau and Steele, but that would have changed the construction of the rest of the team. Um, however, you could do it if you really needed to um, and went that direction. You still would have been successful. Uh, so for after Steele in Tier 2, we had Jamie Lovemark and Keegan Bradley. Lovemark just, you know, he bottomed out after he started strong on Thursday. He just was terrible. Uh, was pretty highly owned. Um so if you had him, you know, he didn't completely kill you because he made the cut, but he didn't really help you either. Um, and then Keegan Bradley was, I think he was, he, he either led the, led the, you know, the, the field or was top 10 in greens and regulation on Thursday and Friday. And somehow this guy missed the cut on the number. Uh, somehow being, he just can't putt. Um, you know, I think he three-putted inside five feet at one point on Friday and missed the cut by on the number. Um, so that just single-handedly killed him right there. Um, but, like I said, I mean, it, it, we were playing Kevin Na and Brendan Steele, and if you didn't play, you know, those guys, you're not reading the cheat sheet correctly if you're making one team. Um, so for Tier 3, we had Luke List. Who played? He played just fine. He paid off his salary. Um, you know, not a high finish, but he didn't kill you at all. Uh, didn't kill me. Uh, Schneider Jans at eighty three hundred. He was good as well. Didn't kill you. Uh, Scott Brown. He finished like in sixtieth place. He didn't really do too much, but uh, like I preferred Luke List in that tier first. Um, but Scott Brown, he actually might be a good play this week as well. Uh, that guy, that guy could go hot, you know, catch hot fire, especially in an Oakhead event. Um, and he's much cheaper this week. I think he's minimum price. Uh, so keep that in mind uh, for this week. 
so tier four was uh, DeChambeau was our top recommendation at 7,600. Played excellent on the weekend, like we said. Uh, Kevin Streelman also made the cut. He played very well on the week. Uh, and then Mackenzie Hughes, obviously, he was our he was my big miss just because he missed the cut by several strokes. I think he was like plus four, and the and the cut was minus one. Uh, so he missed. He he just played poorly. Um, and again, I I just I'm kicking myself playing him over Dillette. Not that it ended up hurting, just cost me GPP dollars. Um, but I the the thing about tinkering is that. I usually prefer to play Dillette in any circumstance. I never, ever, ever play Mackenzie Hughes. But I just, I got caught up in the late start on Thursday morning. I just was overthinking it. And that's one of the things I I tell all of my subscribers, don't do, don't do. And I can't listen to my own advice, you know, because I'm an idiot. Um, and it ended up tinkering and... Um, you know, hurting GPP dollars. However, if you paid attention to the cheat sheet, you saw that Hughes was at the bottom of my fourth tier and Dillette was at the top of my fifth tier and a little bit cheaper. So if you had simply just played uh, according to my rankings, you would have played Dillette over Hughes. Even though Hughes is in the fourth tier, Dillette is at the top of the fifth tier and therefore would be preferable because he is at the top of the tier um so and he started off my fifth tier which also included patrick rogers uh who played just fine i think he finished like in 40th place or something which isn't fantastic but he also scored a lot i think he was yeah he was t43 uh but he scored quite a bit and so he didn't kill you uh seamus power was the uh, was another dud um at 7400 he didn't make the cut uh, not much to say there. I didn't play him at all. I liked him. A lot of people liked him. Um, but he's just, he, I mean, he's a fringe guy. Um, and so he's going to miss cuts. He's going to make cuts. He's going to have some upside because of his uh, strokes gained off the tee. Um, but, again, like Hughes, like Keegan Bradley, he just can't putt, you know, for the most part, um, with any sort of consistency. Uh, so tier six, I had Grayson Murray, of all people, and if you know my history with Grayson Murray, uh, blocked on Twitter because I called him out, and it made Deadspin and other websites uh, <laughs> because he's a creep. However, uh, being a creep does not mean that I won't use you in DFS, and Grayson Murray was $7,100 and uh, was inside the top 10, and he was our favorite play in Tier 6. Um, so if you played him, you were happy. I did play him in a few GPP teams, but I didn't play him on my main team. Uh, and then Sean Stephanie, or Stefani, I think it's Stephanie, but I don't know. Sometimes I pronounce names odd. I have a Mid-Eastern European background, I think. Uh, he was recommended in Tier 6, as was JJ Spawn. Uh, I don't even know if Spawn made the cut. I can't find it, and my computer's not working the way I want it to right now. But I know Stephanie made the cut because I used him. Um, I didn't end up using a lot of Spawn. 
uh, just because I played a little bit less than I anticipated at the start of the week. Uh, so there you have it. Those were my uh, top 15 plays. I think I, you know, I think 11 of the 15 made the cut, but um, most of those guys were on the bottom of my uh, of my columns. So if you simply went across the top and played Nas, Steele, List, DeChambeau, Dillette, and Murray, holy crap, that's a good team. Uh, you basically have three top tens. Well, you have a win, you have a T5, and you have a T9. And then you have DeChambeau, who finished 17th, and then Na and List, who both finished 37th. That's a pretty stinking good team. So I'm very happy with that. I'm glad um, a lot of our subscribers did well this week uh so with that on that note we should uh move on to the cimb classic in malaysia um i'm not going to give you a full course preview it's unnecessary because all you need to do is go over to click on kenny kim's course preview uh even if you're not a subscriber you'll get the you know a brief uh a brief intro uh for it um, I'm not. I don't give you the whole thing, um, because obviously that's what our subscribers pay for. But you get a little snippet of it, and uh, you know, if you want to just read it for the week, it's only five bucks, uh, which is, you know, basically, you know, if you're going to throw a team in the dogleg for thirty-three bucks, throw another five dollars in there for um, for the content this week. Give yourself a little bit of an edge. Um, so I'm not going to give you a whole course preview. Uh, this is a relatively small uh, course. Uh, it's less than driver. That means that your strokes gained off the tee are not going to be worth as much as it normally would be. Um, so we're going to target guys who are great second shot artists um, and guys who are good with less than driver. I believe Josh Culp has a good list over at Future of Fantasy if you want to take a look at that. Um, but for the most part, if you don't want to take a look at that and want to stick to our spreadsheet, all you need to do is look at the guys who rank highly on approach. Uh, you know, ball striking, stroke scanned approach, greens and regulation, uh, that kind of thing. Approach, you know, from... 50 to 200, you know, all that's going to be good this week. Uh, as you can see, Justin Thomas, you know, if you take a look at it, Justin Thomas is excellent. He is sixth on strokes gained approach, uh, you know, and first and birdie are better. So at 12-3, he is expensive, but it's very difficult to make a team and not just plug him in. You know, he's won both events he's played at. Uh, has the course record is minus 49 over the last two years I believe he's gained 33 strokes on the field at this event alone in two years it's insane uh, the 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 field is not that strong outside of Matsuyama um, there's there's no other real um, studs in this in this field, uh, you have Paul Casey as well, um, who obviously he has three top fives in the last last four outings. Uh, so does Justin Thomas. Uh, and Casey's about eighteen hundred dollars cheaper than Thomas. Um, has played here for the last three years. Has never finished inside the top twenty. Just seems like 
uh, an event Paul Casey comes to to take vacation, honestly. Um, so I'm not really interested in a lot of Casey when I have Thomas. And while you can play both Thomas and Casey, you're going to be scrounging for scrubs at the bottom, which you can do in GPP. I just not something I ever really prefer to do um, because you're kind of like limiting your upside there. Um, I do like that DK made it. Uh, impossible to roster Thomas and Matsuyama this week. I do like that. I don't like how you can just load up in these no-cut events. Um, so they're making you choose. That is not the case on FanDuel. On FanDuel, as usual, you can roster anybody you want, essentially. Um, so it's it's very difficult to get an edge over on FanDuel because you essentially have to play the chalk and if six of your eight guys are not the chalk and the chalk hits you are dead no matter how many guys you know you hit that are that do well because of the chalk hits you're dead because everybody has the chalk that's why like you see guys who are 75 80 percent over owned over on FanDuel and you rarely see guys and and that's in GPPs and you rarely see guys above 30% over on DK. Uh, that's why DK has uh, a superior product because of their pricing. Uh, gives us a little bit more of an edge. It lowers the scores of everybody else. And so it allows people who really try to set decent lineups and contrarian lineups, it, it gives them an edge above the rest of the field. Uh, so after Casey... We have four guys in the 9K range. We have Charles Schwartzel, Xander Shifley, Brandon Grace, and Pat Perez. Only guy I'm really interested here is Shifley, and even then, not so much. Um, I like a lot of these guys in the 8K range, a lot of these guys in the 7K range. This 9K range is kind of dead. Um, there's really, you know, Schwartzel played here in 2014. Uh, that's his only time in the last five years. He's shown up here, finished 19th. Uh, Brandon Grace, you know, he hasn't finished inside the top 15 in the last two years. Pat Perez finished 9th in 2012, but, you know, outside the top 30 uh, each of the last three years. So it, it's not nothing I'm looking at all that seriously, even in GPPs, just because I like so much in that 8K range. Um, Shifley, as I said, would probably be the only one I'm looking at, but unlike Thomas, who I'm not really concerned about in terms of being burnt out, Shifley is, you know, just coming off a win at the Tour Championship, um, it, it, it is nothing he even, he expected, uh, which he said in his post-round interview at the Tour, um, and so he's also about $2,000 more than he's ever been priced. Uh, so I'm not sure what's that's, what that's going to do for his ownership. But it's just... It, Kenny Kim likes Shifley this week at his price. He thought he'd be about Paul Casey's price. So he says that it's worth paying up for. And I tend to listen to, to Kenny. Um, so I will probably have Shifley on a team or two if I play more than three teams uh, this week which I'm not sure if I will, but if I do, I'll make sure I have Shifley on, say, like one or two of my of ten teams, basically, just, just to have them. So uh, that drops us down into the 8K range. I'm not going to go through everybody I like, um, just because 
you know, this podcast is free. I don't want to give away all my plays. Um, but one name does stick out, and that's Gary Woodland. Um, he... Over the summer, he and his wife had a uh, unfortunate incident where um, she was pregnant and lost one of the babies, um, and so his summer was kind of sporadic. He he took some time away to be with his family, uh, came back uh, for the playoffs, and uh, after missing the cut at the Northern Trust, he might have come back before that, but I... I don't have that up in front of me. I just have the last um, six events. Um, but he has performed quite well at during the playoffs. Um, after missing the cut at the Northern Trust, he finished 18th at the Dell, 27th at the BMW, and then 19th at the Tour. So um, he's, he's doing okay. Um, his current form is 26th in the field. Um, which is pretty good, and but the reason that I do like him here is his price, and he also has two top, two second place finishes at this event. Um, he also has two fifty-six place finishes at this event. So hopefully, we're going to see the uh, upside as opposed to the downside here. Um, but uh, something feels like. Uh, a, Gary Woodland is going to be chalk this week, so for cash games, you'll probably want him. Uh, and B, it, it kind of feels like this would be a Gary Woodland week. Uh, just with everything, uh, you know, with his family over the summer, with his performance in the playoffs, it feels like Gary Woodland might be, um, you know, might be due for a win here, um, just given the way he's played at this event and the the way he's come back recently. Uh, so I like him. Um, I'll drop down a little, give a few names in the 7K range. Um, a lot of comments I get are that the fall swing is boring because you have a lot of the same guys playing every single week, like your Bud Collie, Graham Dillette, you know, um, Luke List. Like these, these, these fringe guys who haven't, one, but are like knocking on the door, and I've gotten a lot of comments where it's just like it, I I don't want to play Bud Collie again. I always play Bud Collie. Why do I keep playing Bud Collie? Well, you play Bud Collie because Bud Collie is knocking on the door for a win, and as you could see last week, uh, where he had his limited sample size of playing on Poa Annua uh, greens where he had poor putting performances on those in his last eight tournaments, uh, was completely negated. Uh, and he finished inside the, I think, top... I, he finished inside the top ten. He finished seventh um, last week. And it shows the type of upside he possesses. Even though he's he was putting on greens he wasn't completely comfortable with, he overcame those because of his talent. And so this week he is $7600. Um he's f like basically like 40 to 1 to win, which means that his price should be up a where Gary Woodland's price is. Uh should be like $8300. So you're getting a discount on Bud Collie this week. It's a no cut event. He makes birdies. Um you know, he is 
just he's just a good player this week. You you don't want to fade a Bud Colley type player. He obviously he hasn't played here before, but this this would be an event that he that he does well at. Let me just pull up those stats. Uh because as I talked about before how you want guys with a strong approach game, Bud Colley is ninth in strokes gained approach. You want Bud Colley this week. Um Another guy I really like, obviously, is a guy I talked about before, Graham Dillette. Dillette is 29th in strokes gained approach, uh, 6th in ball striking. You're going to want Graham Dillette this week. He is a, again, 40 to 1 to win, $7,500. It, it doesn't add up. And uh, one more name I'll give in the 7K range is Rafa Cabrera Bale. Again, roughly 40 to 1 to win, depending on the site you look at. $7,400. He has played this event on the European Tour, and uh, this is one of those courses that he loves to play at. Uh, did play last year here on the PGA Tour, finished 10th. Um, not sure why he's priced this low. It is just a dumb price for an excellent ball striker, excellent player. Um, so I will leave you guys with that. Um, I have a few more plays in the 7K range, a few plays in the under 7K range that I like, a few more plays in the 8K range that I like, but I will leave that for our um, subscribers only. Um, and that'll be it this week. Uh, no intro music, no outro music yet. I am just... I'm just getting into the swing of this thing. I'm just recording this on my phone uh, with the Podbean app. I'm I'm looking at getting some podcasting equipment. Um, you know, I'm talking to a few guys in the industry who are recommending, uh, you know, different sites to use to record um, and stuff like that. But as this is free right now, it probably will continue to be free. Um, and I might do a subscriber-only podcast for specific plays, but that's kind of just repeating what I do in Slack. Um, and that brings me to the last couple of housekeeping notes. Again, if you enter Wilbur, W-I-L-B-U-R, into uh, the coupon box at checkout, you will get the season price for only $90. Uh, that is... $35 off the regular $125 price. Um, and what you get is the Albatross year data sheets. You get the cheat sheet that I went over. You get Kenny Kim's course preview. And you also get access to our premium Slack channel, which only season-long subscribers get access to. And in there, um, it's just kind of more... I'm, I'm in there all week. We have our regular subscribers who are in there all week. All these... Um, you know, veteran DFS golf guys who play every single week, who, you know, make money at it. Uh, we just have a fun time. And in there, you can PM me uh, your specific lineups for the week uh, and to get my feedback on it. Um, again, we don't give lineups out. I don't, I don't build lineups for people. I give people, you know, my, my core plays and let them build their own. And then if they come in, and ask me for specific recommendations, then I'll tell them, yeah, I would play this guy over this guy, you know, et cetera, et cetera. 
Uh, but that's, uh, you know, that's what you get for your, for, for 90 bucks. I, I think it's worthwhile. Um, and that is pretty much going to be it for this week. So until next week where, uh, the PGA tour will be in South Korea. Um, that'll be it. I'll talk to you guys later.